Today's episode of Tyus and Tate is brought to you by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums, and worse, how their rewards flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. And now that we've talked about that, let's get to Titus and Tate. You know the stuff we're here to talk about. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are not talking about Ime Adoka. That is my promise to the friends of the program. We're done. Uh, if his name comes up, we're hitting the buzzer. Yeah. Yes. Move on. It's a banned uh, word on this show. Yeah, it's... Uh, th- first of all, um, I feel like it's it's a topic that I, I became quickly bored of. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it took a week. L- last week, at this time, we did a show where we were... Uh, the only Adoka we'll just, talk about is Azabuke on this there show. There you go. Uh, a week ago, the news had broken... Um, and it was, you know, scandalous, big story. What the hell happened? This is going to be so fun Bomb. trying to figure it out. Yeah. Talk it a week later. I'm bored. And, and also not only am I bored by it all, uh, I also know what happened and I think it's like so heinous and disgusting that us continuing to talk about it is kind of messed up. Honestly. Um, it is, it is, I mean, you, you know what happened, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thousand do times worse. Um, and I don't even want to talk about it, so we're not going to, uh, no more email Doka. We're done. We're, We're done, done with that. Move on. What we are going to talk about is uh, Penny Hardaway is a free man. Penny Hardaway, <laughs> yes. a man who once upon a time said, God's got us. Uh, <laughs> he was right. God got him. God's plan. Then the NCAA was like, we in fact have you, as it turns out. Uh, four level one violations coming Memphis's way. Including one specifically about him, level one. Uh-huh. Yeah, involvement with James Wiseman. Um, But when the dust settled... Penny fought the law and uh, he won. He won. He yeah. won. He, he said, uh, "Prove it, bitch." Yeah, <laughs> he did. And uh, Memphis, this is kind of groundbreaking, honestly, because I I don't think there's a person that covers college basketball, college sports, uh, covers the Penny Hardaway beat, whatever. Thought there was any way, shape, or form that he gets away. With he this. gets away with this mm-hmm. to this extent, but he did. And uh, this is this is a landmark case in NCAA history. <laughs> yeah. The NCAA's dead is what I've Yeah, I, it's I a watershed out, yeah. moment where it's like, uh, we all know that we're in the wild, wild west, but after this decision, do it's what over. you please. It's yes. over. Um, also, history is made in baseball, Tate. we got to talk about this a little bit. Yeah. The Dodgers won 107 games, franchise record. Um, Aaron cool. Judge is now 12 homers shy of the all-time record, mm-hmm. so that is exciting. Boy, he's got people <laughs> just foaming at the mouth. He's, he's got the American League record. He's, he's 12 away They have done the a record. really bad job of <laughs> specifying the record that he has, which is the American League record. And I think if but you who, say that, people are like, okay, I guess, I guess. But the American League record is so much easier to get than the National League record. So the most damning thing is not, that he hits first in the lineup. You know what I mean? Like you can't be the home run king and hit first. <laughs> um. Sister Jean rolled a ball across the plate and got a standing <laughs> ovation for it. So uh, we got to talk about that. How um, many times has she thrown out the first pitch for the Cubs? I mean, it's unbelievable. Ha- yeah, it has to be at least three at this point. I feel like I see this story every offseason. Also, Ben Verlander is now just three Shohei Otani <laughs> tweets away from a restraining order. So there's uh, that. He's uh, he's knocking on the door of history. He also himself. threw out a first pitch. We should do that breakdown. Sister Jean versus Ben. That'd be fun. Um, we're also going to uh, do a Pac-12 update. There is uh, some news in the Pac-12 world. <laughs> Uh, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened is basically yeah. the theme coming out of uh, mm-hmm. out of the Pac-12. Well, so. now you're canceled for saying that because Dr. Seuss is canceled and also is the Pac-12. So it's all coming together. Everyone everyone is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ton to talk about, but first... Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. They're out of timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. 
All right, we got a loaded show and uh, we got a lot to get to. So let's uh, let's dive into uh, the, the big topic in our world. Maybe a little college basketball talk, Tate. Huh? Finally, should we start a show with college basketball talk? It's been a while. Yeah, um, I'm Penny, ready. Penny Hardaway, uh, the the how do we phrase it? The the, the judgment came down from the NCAA. The ruling, the, yeah, the yeah. ruling um, for Memphis, uh, and it was a lenient one. We'll say mm-hmm. um, it was no one, sanctions, no penalties, no major like basically when when these judgments pass, you're looking for postseason bans, yep. you're looking for show cause, you're suspension looking for of coach. suspension of coach. Yeah, when none of that happens, it's now w. deemed a slap on the wrist or a W. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Penny hang Hardaway, the banner. <laughs> for those no dude, this is a good this is a good banner to hang. He was facing he and his program were facing four level one violations and got zero major sanctions. And I don't know of a time that that's happened. I'm sure it has happened, but also uh, I I don't remember. I don't remember that. Like it seems like it always goes the other way. And like it it feels like you get the sanctions, then you then you uh, uh, then you appeal it, and then maybe some of it goes away. But never like out of the gate is the NCAA like eh whatever. Yeah, Never, we'll let this one go. No, they were basically like our bad. Yeah. And uh, again, this was not the NCAA's decision. They created the IARP, which is an independent research group or panel or whatever you want to call it. And they are supposed to take on these cases to supposedly hurry these cases up, these decisions up. 34 months later, <laughs> James Wiseman entering year three with the Warriors. We finally get a ruling. So I would say that committee probably failed for the vision <laughs> at the start and as you and I both know now, the transformation committee led by SEC uh, Commissioner Greg Sankey is getting rid of the IARP. So th- the last rulings will be Kansas and Auburn, I believe. And then the IARP will be done. It will be dissolved. It will be no more. So if you're the IARP, of course, you're just like, okay, like, do whatever yeah, you please. Yeah, they got senioritis. Yeah, they're, they're like, they're, they're, I'm they're, done. I'm just going to ride this out. I don't, not, what are we going to work LSU hard for? LSU as well. They have LSU. They I have think, LSU. Yeah. Is Louisville in that too? Uh, maybe Louisville. I think those are the four left. So they got a few. They have five decisions that were made. Yeah. This is one of the five. Uh, if you don't remember the Memphis situation, basically the, the bullet points were that James White, like Penny Hardaway, uh, paid for James Wiseman's family to move from Nashville to Memphis. Uh, before This was before Penny Hardaway was a coach in Memphis. But he was a former player at Memphis. Um, so he, as a former player, you were deemed a booster, yeah. I guess. In the, for the for <laughs> all time, you will be a booster of the school you played at. Um, Which seems a little wild. Yeah, yeah. it seems a little, I don't know. but Presumptuous, to yeah, say the least. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, he so he pays for James Wiseman to move his family to move to Memphis. Uh, then he forms a coup. This this wasn't in the report. This is my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Editorializing uh-huh. another story. <clears throat> he then forms a coup to get Tubby Smith fired from Memphis so that he can install himself as the head coach. Uh, and he does so under with with the assumption that James Wiseman will come to Memphis if you if you hire me as head coach. That guy that I paid to move from Nashville to Memphis. Yep, I'll bring him with me. Uh, Memphis, he also gave him eleven thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah. That, that was the the the, the sum and of money that was given to Memphis him. Memphis says that sounds like a great deal. Actually, mm-hmm. we'll do that. Um, they they then hire Penny Hardaway. Then uh, all this information comes to light that he had paid for James Wiseman to move and and all that. And and then it like opens up investigations into the pro, how the program's being run, uh, and as a whole. Um, and and as we said, they get four level one violations mm-hmm. thrown their way, or that's what they were accused of, or whatever. However, I I, I don't know what the legalese is. The the um. That was the notice of allegations. It was four level one violations, uh, and it felt like 
Penny was destined to have some sort of punishment, like whether it was a suspension or, or a postseason ban. We just saw Oklahoma State gets a postseason ban yeah. not too long ago. And a lot of teams um, will pr- – like what Auburn did a few years ago where they were just like, we're going to take a postseason ban to get ahead of this. You know what I mean? We yes. thought that Memphis may do something like that yes. when they didn't have a team. In fact, they did the opposite where James <laughs> Wiseman was like ineligible uh-huh. and Penny said – Kiss my ass. I'm going to play him anyway. I dare you to do something about it. And he it. played three games. Yes. The and NCAA, those games were vacated. The NCAA said, we are going to do something about it. That's why this whole investigation started. Um, but I'll be damned. Penny won. He Penny won. won. And I guess like that's the that's the big takeaway. Um, it's ultimately like not that interesting in the sense that, like you know, this doesn't... I, I It's not that interesting for this reason, I think. like It, it is. It feels like a watershed moment, like we said, because uh, it, it underscores just how toothless the NCAA is at this point. But... Um, I, I I was I was really thinking before I came in here of a scenario that uh, in 2022 in college sports, if a crime doesn't happen, like a real life crime mm-hmm. doesn't happen in, in in a college program, um, what could they possibly do that would make the general public think like that that, that this program deserves to be punished by the NCAA or some other governing body? Yeah, no, I, I feel like the answer is nothing at this point. Mm-hmm. So. Um, in a lot of ways, the general public's reaction to this is like, okay, cool. Thank God. It's like, like good, good. Th- thank God, like nothing happened because that's how it should be. Now let's move on with our lives. And not, exactly. Like, you know, there was no like, it, especially it, yeah. when you see the $11,500 and yeah. you also see now reports of Nick Saban's Alabama team that's like, our offensive line all has $100,000 deals. Right. And you're right, like, wait right, a second. Right. So, what are we, okay, so what are we, what are we arguing over? And then again, this is four or now four years ago, almost four years ago, that this all kind of happened. So we're so far removed from that time in college basketball. Again, Mark Emmert said when NIL was being discussed, this was the the greatest threat to the college system. <laughs> we still exist in the college system. NIL does exist as well. But it seems like we're talking about a time that is of the past with these decisions. Yeah. And I think that's why the IARP says, all right, level two, level three. Yeah. And let's be honest, the general public's like, what is a level two, level three violation? Yeah. Here's the, you know, what it is. Nothing. Nothing. So we move on. Yeah. Probation. Would you, would, you agree, would you agree with that, though? Like, what is, is there a scenario? Do, do you think there will ever be a time moving forward? Uh, no, we're talking like heinous crime. Like, like that yeah, is the only thing. But at that thing. point, like the real law enforcement gets involved. Exactly. And, and the arrest FBI. people. <laughs> Jeff D'Angelo's back. <laughs> so I guess even if law enforcement gets involved, there's still a point where it's like, do we care? Yeah. You know? We know your game plan. Yeah. But just keep doing it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's, that's fascinating that uh, I don't know what the future holds for. Um, you know, obviously NIL, like the amateurism model has been completely blown up. But even beyond that, like I'm trying to think of what, you know, what what, what scenario could possibly happen that people. I mean, even Texas get... A&M, right? Like it was this under in football. It was this understood thing that Texas A&M kind of bought their entire recruiting class, you know, and then yeah. Nick Saban says something about it. And then everyone's like, yeah, he should be able to buy his recruiting class. You know what I mean? That's but where it's, we're at uh, now. Yeah, so the amateurism stuff will never, like the, the, the public will never care about that anymore. No. But what what about like cheating and other way? Like what if... Like Ime Udoka? <laughs> no, no. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, no, cheating like, uh, what, what if... what if uh, Like a Houston Astros kind of scandal? Yeah, so, someone proved that Wisconsin in the Cole Center, because like we all know it happened. Like anybody who mm-hmm. played in the Big Ten in the Bo Ryan era of Wisconsin, we all know that Wisconsin was cheating their balls off. That's how they won. That's how they were so good at the Cole Center. Um, it's that's like a fact. It's a proven fact. fact. Um, so that that gets that gets out that Wisconsin was lowering their rims to nine and a half feet, and then at <laughs> halftime they'd switch them. 
Uh, do you think the general public cares about that? Because like I'm, I'm, I'm getting to a point where I think that like there, there's really nothing a college program could do that people are going to care, unless it's like because even that, like what you're describing, like the the casual fan and the fan of Wisconsin will say, well, that's home court advantage. That's home court baby. advantage. I that's know, what that's we what do. I know. The only one they'll care. Boston is if, like parades about what Red Arbag yes, used to do back in the day. Yeah. You know, so like. It becomes like a patch of honor. Dude, a we, went to, of honor we, we went to Hinkle Fieldhouse, and, and Greg's walking us around like <laughs> all the, he's all like the dead yeah, spots. Like these dead spots. He's like, you got to know that this, <laughs> yeah. this is somewhere you can't you can't put the ball down. You're like, Greg, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, the, the the only way I think people care about that stuff is if it is if, if we come to find out that Alabama football. Well, I, I think that's the reason people cared about the Flake Eight. If this I, was. Um, if if someone said that uh that Matt Ryan was deflating his footballs, yeah, no one would give a shit. Uh huh. It was Tom Brady, and he's won a ton of Super Bowls, so I think people care at that point. So I think it's got to be like that caliber. But in general, if I told you that that uh I don't know that Creighton has been yeah I, I, that the rim is a little smaller on the visitor side, I, I don't think anyone no cares one would about care. That. I don't think like, anyone cares that like Duke turns up Cameron indoor to a hundred degrees. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't think anyone cares about that. But I think the only way it could be you mentioned the Patriots. I think the only scandal that could really get people going is if it comes out that like John Shire and Duke for the past twenty years have been filming practices of other teams, or they or they had a microphone yeah. in the visitor locker room. And they're listening. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like that would some be, that sort would of yeah. some sort of like almost. You know, we got to get the FBI or the CIA involved in this where it's like they're actually listening and and doing some uh, shady stuff like that at a higher level. I am terrified of what the gambling laws in this country are. So uh, if this if this if I if, if this statement is self-incriminating parody law, uh, it's parody law mm -hmm. and I cannot be prosecuted. Yes. So I just want to get out in front of that. Um I I think that even like point shaving at this point in time, like if there was a point shaving scandal that came out, I'm not sure. I don't know. I guess that's easy for me to say because I'm not. I'm not putting. I mean, like, what a happens ton of money when there's a games? player that's like brought like sponsored by DraftKings, and then at the end of a game, <laughs> it's a nine and a half point spread, and he, you can obviously tell he turned it over a couple times. You yeah. know what I mean? And everyone's like, uh, "Wait a second. What's I really, unless you lost money on the game, I really think most people would be like, "Good for that kid dude, to make some money." Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm exactly. Happy for that's what I mean. People were like, "I mean, smart move." Um. Anyway, back to the penny, but like that. That's that's where. Uh, it, it, it is just fascinating because it's not that long ago. To, I mean, it's really, it feels like it was that long ago, but it's not that, um, I mean, that, that's kind of how our show became popular in the first place is we were laughing at all the cheating going on in college basketball and like all that stuff looking back. It's not, it's not, it's not only not a big deal then, but it's like not, it's, it's, it's laughable now that anybody cares or I don't know. The, the landscape changed so fast is what I'm saying. And it's that se it seemed like the underbelly of college sports is now like discussed in public domain spaces. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it used to be yeah. this don't say anything. Yes. Like there there's a there's a monster on the other side of this. And and honestly, we all know who the monster was now is Nike. And before that it was Converse. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? And then Adidas is in the game, Under Armour's in the game, Reebok's in the game. You saw it when mm -hmm. you were coming up, you were with the Reebok generation mm -hmm. of guys where you're like Who's the monster now? Oh, <laughs> Sonny Vaccaro <laughs> and Reebok, you know? But now we all know, and it's all out there. And I think you're 100% right. Like, if we have a headache Smith situation, like at Arizona State, where, like, the point guard is obviously point-shaving a game, 
It, it might just be people yeah. might gloss over it and look at the other way. I think I think that would I think that would I have to believe that would still matter. I hope but so. I don't I don't know. That, I that's hope what's so. that's it's, what's it's crazy scary, is that we're we're in a FanDuel world, DraftKings world. <laughs> we're in a world where <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I remember the days of uh like like when when Derrick Rose, I mean, I will use Derrick Rose cuz it's mm-hmm. Memphis. We're talking about Memphis. Yeah. When the Derrick Rose scandal happens, and I, is it even a scandal? I don't know. Whatever the Derrick Rose situation happens at Memphis, and it was a rumor mill. Yeah, doesn't take his SATs, and and Memphis has to take down their runner-up banner, or whatever they vacate their Final Four appearance. Um, I remember that being a massive deal, one. But then, like every single person outside of Memphis was killing Memphis, was killing John Calipari. It's it's, it's follow Cal for it would follow Cal till he's even after he's done coaching. Like that is. It'll a lot follow of people's Derrick minds. Rose. Yeah, I mean Derrick Rose has to deal with that. I mean, well, that, Derrick Rose won MVP, and like I think. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, other shit happened, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like, but I'm just saying, he's still. When you think of college basketball, you're like Derrick Rose SATs, unfortunately, which should not yeah. be the case. But Cal, Derrick Rose won an MVP in the yeah. NBA, and at some point, like that, he's become youngest else. MVP ever. Yeah, Cal is still a college basketball coach <laughs> at Kentucky who lands recruits, and like still. There's every time Cal says a five star, yeah. there's discuss. You know, we 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 know we, we, know. we know what our dads yeah. are texting us. So yeah, know yeah. What, <laughs> you know, um, and it's just so it's so <laughs> wild to think like back to that and the reaction to that and how if you weren't a Memphis fan, you were killing Memphis and you were killing like those those cheating sons of bitches in Memphis. Yeah. Um, and now it's the exact opposite to where like if it does feel like most of the there, there, I, I can't think of a single fan base that's like. This is bullshit that Penny got away with this. Yeah. I can't think of like like in fact, if if even one singular friend of mine was like, This is bullshit that Penny got away with this in a group chat or something, he would just get mercilessly dunked on by all everyone else. He'd be like, Shut up, bitch. Like who cares? Yeah, that would pretty much be uh, the sentiment, yeah. And it's wild to think about because it it, it flips so fast. Like, and how about this? You don't flips. even have to take the SAT anymore. So just think, I mean, in, in 14 years since Derrick Rose and all that happened and it was the biggest deal in the world and everyone's talking about Derrick Rose and the SAT and, you know, are these colleges actually preparing these kids for the educational side of this and all these conversations. Now we're at the point where it's like, you don't have to take SAT. We don't care. We don't care. You, we don't care about any of that. We just want you to come here and play basketball and get an NIL deal, which is, uh, I mean, in some sense, it's like at least it's more forward facing, but it's also crazy looking back at what was such a big deal. And now it's a non-starter. Um. I, I yeah, the, the, I, I this, this is crazy that that Penny. I, I I remember when they were playing James Wiseman, and I was laughing so hard at how this is going to be the downfall. Penny is yeah, you know his hubris. Of and course, his, you he know. was flying too close to the sun. I'm pretty sure we called him Acres. And, uh, and I'll be <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be damned. It worked out for him in the end. And I think that's that's the big story here. Is I think Memphis basketball is once again officially back. I yeah, think, I think you have to say that. I think. Um, I think you now have to if uh, if you're uh, the rest of the college basketball world has been put on notice that Memphis is back that Penny is free and clear and uh, it's only a matter of time until he starts winning um, at a rate that's more than just slightly better than Tubby Smith was winning and yeah. they fired him yeah <laughs> yeah okay well he won an NCAA tournament game this year and then I have his quote I have his quote right here this is what he put out he said quote believe me none of this was easy but this group always had faith. Brighter days are ahead, and we cannot wait to share in future successes as one Memphis. So mm. Penny is uh, he's locked mm. in. Brighter days are ahead. Um, he beat the case. I do I do love that his uh, his his argument for the case was this this is gangster. The, the Carolina did this too, right? Yes. Where, where the argument was like 
Uh, it's not a big deal that I paid James Wiseman to move because I've actually helped out a lot of basketball yeah, any, players. Any, it didn't matter if it's a student athlete; any student could do it. You know what I mean? That 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 is the argument. Basically, it's like this is available to everybody. Penny is a philanthropist in the Memphis community. He would help any family out that needed help. He has proven that over X, Y, and Z, and therefore, let it be. <laughs> you, get, you get busted with a huge bag of weed at the airport and, and you're like sir i don't understand why this i do this literally every time i fly and then they're like <laughs> wait what wait, wait what you're like yeah i do this every time i fly it's never been a problem before uh -huh. and then you put their brain or pretzel and they're like yeah i guess that makes sense i guess uh we can't arrest you i yeah, guess, no, I guess we're gonna let you go yeah yeah, yeah yeah we're just gonna let this one slide <laughs> that's basically what the defense was and good for you penny good it for worked. you penny. um no, that's it, man. That's uh, I, I, uh, I, I'm excited because I, I, I'm bored by all this too. Like I'm, I, Louisville and Kansas and and LSU and whoever else, whoever Auburn. else is coming down the pike. Like, I, I don't care, and I can't believe I don't care. But because because there's once upon a time it was the biggest deal in the world, and I thought it was so funny that all these guys were going to get fired, and then ultimately Rick Pitino is like the only one that really lost his job. Yeah. Um, man, poor. Rick. Poor Rick Patino. In hindsight, dude, they jumped the gun way too quickly with this. What? That's why you always fight. You never, you always, you, fight, you never dude. bow. That's what Carolina learned the first time when the NCAA came for football. They bowed down, when it comes got screwed, and then the second time they said, "Not today, sir." When it comes to matters of Rick Patino, never take no as an answer. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> wait. I came out wrong. Um. Wait. <laughs> uh. No, I, uh, I, I, I truly don't care. Like Kansas won the national title. Kansas might, you know, like yeah. it, 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 the old NCAA would have put the hit ago, in on Kansas yeah, last year. It would have been, yeah. But we, I don't know. It's, it's boring. It's stupid. Um, and I, no I, one's gonna get the death penalty. And really, no like, one, let's just yeah. be honest. Every except single person, except for maybe Louisville. Yeah, Louisville yeah, probably. Will. Sorry, sorry. The day my after, they're, they're gonna wait till DJ Wagner commits to Kentucky, and then they're gonna announce that Louisville. Death penalty. Death penalty. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's gonna be like, I mean, check that out. Look at look at the violations. <laughs> Rick Pitino's at Iona. He's like, I really hate to see it. <laughs> Pray for all my cardinals. I really think that was the build-up too. Cause when Pony Excess came out on 30 for 30, I felt like there was this, you know, the Yahoo boys and everyone came out and they were like, We gotta get someone else is gonna get the death yeah. penalty. You know, now that we see the SMU game plan, plenty of places are doing this stuff. This happens everywhere, and we gotta get the real big you know, fish in this game. And that'd be a Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, Duke, whoever it may be, but somebody's going to get the death penalty. And as Jerry Tarkanian told us, that will never happen. And there will be someone else that gets the brunt of this blame. And if, if you're luckily for all these teams, the IARP, it seems like the IARP is like just trying to cash out and just yeah. be done with it. But if someone does get hit, maybe my interest does go back up. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like, wow, the NCAA, this is their last, Last grasp, grasp for breath. You know what I mean? They're like, we're still alive here, and Louisville got the death penalty, and we're like, wait. A second, I think that's. Whoa. I think <laughs> uh, Louisville fans, turn off the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're, we're just using you as an off, example. Yeah, turn off the podcast because I'm, I'm, because <laughs> I think the funniest outcome is that they do have the senioritis, and they just coast through like a Kansas decision mm -hmm. and an LSU decision. Level two, level they three. They send Kansas a note that's just like, you figure it out yourself. Yeah, like, yeah. we don't care. Congratulations like, on the 2022 yeah, championship. Yeah. <laughs> they send LSU something that just says house arrest. And LSU <laughs> opens it, and they're like, does anybody know what this means? Like, it's Will Wade behind yeah, bars. Yeah. It's just a picture. Um, and then the very last case they have to figure out is Louisville. And... They figure, yeah, what the hell? Yeah. And they just drop a huge bomb 
just for on the way out. They just like as they're shutting the door, uh-huh. they light a stick of dynamite, throw it in the door, shut it, lock it, run away. Yeah, the Joker, chaos. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they came for, and it would be great because like if you're Greg Sankey, right? He's already decided to the. Tr- the most powerful committee in the world is the transformation committee of the, of the NCAA and Greg Sankey is getting rid of the IARP, but they may come to them and say, we need one of these decisions to be harsh to make sure that we know that we still have this leverage on all these programs. So like you said, if it's the last one, I feel sorry for you. That's not going to be fun. Or, or there's a new NCAA president by then. And Mm. he does the move where, uh, like the, the, the law and order move where he comes in and he's like, I got to show that I'm you got to kill somebody. You yeah. got to kill one of your soldiers. Yeah, exactly. You got to show that yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, like, this is how we do things. Yeah. Like, <laughs> for a man. It will be Louisville too. Won't yeah. it? That's what's, and what's fucked up is every Louisville fans not alone. They're like, yeah, it's yeah. Got, like, They're like, they yeah. would do that to yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's like, but if I, I Bruce think, Pearl went to Louisville, they would do it to Auburn. You know yeah, what I mean? That's true. <laughs> that's true too. There, there's, I, I think like, like Memphis gets away, I, or I may get get away, whatever. However, Memphis gets Memphis skates by. Penny, Penny, Penny mm-hmm. wins. Um, yeah, Penny wins. And when, when, when that happens, I think if you're Kansas, you say this is great news for us. Yeah. If you're LSU, you say this is great news for us. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was a single Louisville fan that was like, "This is great news for us." In fact, I I I would guess that they did the opposite, where they were like, "Oh, that means we're gonna." Get yeah, now now we're one of the three. Yeah, now now we're in the list of like, "Oh no, we're it's gonna take a hit." It's Russian roulette, and you yeah. pull the trigger, and the bullet wasn't in that chamber. And oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> and then now you go to the next chamber. Yeah. <laughs> take like, a oh, seat. No. Take a seat, Mister Cardinal. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I really oh, hope man. I really hope that it is one of those things where the IARP though just says like they don't care and they just move mm. on and all this is behind us right because I want to see what the new version of the bag is you know what I mean because like you said what upsets people what actually is going to be you know quote unquote cheating or whatever it yeah. is you know I, I don't know this is a new world they'll that find a way they'll, like, they will kind, find they'll, a way. they'll find a way but yeah I'm curious what it is what is what is the uh, I don't know We'll, we'll all find out together. I guess. Yeah. Um, no, that's uh congratulations to Memphis. You did it. Memphis is back. Um, brighter days ahead, brighter days ahead for sure. Speaking of brighter days, can we talk about the PAC 12? <laughs> yeah, we can the conference of champions. Yeah, we can. Um, Dennis Dodd of CBS is reporting and, and listen, I'm going to preface by saying this. Uh, there, there have been already a lot of these stories. There will continue to be a lot of these stories. Um, but you know, this was the story that, that I saw this week. And, um, so we're going to latch onto it now and we're going to talk about it out. And it actually seems plausible. Uh, Dennis Dot Dot of CBS is reporting that the big 10 is targeting Cal, Stanford, Oregon, and Washington Tate. Yep. Um, which again, all seem plausible, which is why I think this one like makes more, th- this one is worthy of discussing more than maybe some of the other rumors of like the big Ten's going after everybody. And, you know, which is fun to talk about, but it's not actually. I don't know. Like, I, I think the Big Ten's going after Carolina and Virginia, and you know, yeah, 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 for sure. But all that's just like, who the hell knows for for sure? This seems to be, and they don't want to pay the buyout for all these yeah, guys. They're like, I don't yeah. want to pony up fifty million dollars to get these guys out. Yeah, but this this feels like a real life thing that that uh, makes a lot of sense for a lot of different reasons. Um, and so Dennis Dodd of CBS uh, says this week that Cal, Stanford, Oregon, Washington. Uh, are are in talks are are I by however you want to phrase it uh the Big Ten, if that happens and they jump to the Big Ten, um then 
there's an expectation that Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah will go to the Big 12. Yep. Which will then leave Washington State and Oregon State just holding their dicks, basically. Like, looking around, it's like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, I guess yeah. they go to the Mountain West? Yeah. I don't know. They're Will Smith in the last episode of The Fresh Prince where he walks into the house <laughs> yeah. and he's like, where is everybody? Where, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's those uh, two guys. Um, and that obviously matters because uh, we are Pac-12 guys. We've been doing the Pac-12 update. And long story short, this is no longer a case of, like, the Pac-12 is bleeding. It feels like the Pac-12 might, the death blow might be coming. And uh, it might be coming in the form of it's imminent yeah it, it, it might be coming like with one big blow of of these four leaving and the other four leaving and there it is it's done and there's like in this article there's a lot of talk about amazon and how the big 10 is trying to get this amazon deal for more of their football rights and when you think about washington you think about oregon you think about that west coast like they they're all in on that idea they're all in on the idea of them being like on amazon prime playing football in the yeah. big 10 yeah and i think the the good news for us i don't like to to make it about us obviously but the good news for us is that we do the pac-12 update and now the Pac-12 update will cover a lot of different conferences. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Sure. Like we're going to be able to check in well, on everybody. And <laughs> in, in all in all seriousness, I I I I have that thought that um okay so is the Pac-12 dying bad for the Pac-12? Um, I don't know. I mean, you could argue it is because uh the the conference no longer exists, and that's actually not good. Yeah, and I think like the whole Fair. point one of the one of the <laughs> one of the goals of a conference is to exist. To exist. <laughs> so I think not existing. <laughs> Um, screw you, I do exist. <laughs> the Pac-12. I think not existing is a bad thing. But also, uh, if if all the these West Coast teams, it's, it's a divide-and-conquer strategy. If mm-hmm. they all split up and go to the Big 12 and the Big 10, and maybe like a, a, maybe there's a world where like one of them can sneak into the SEC, not going to happen, but like let's say Oregon, you know, is, is willing to... Oregon could like call the SEC and be like, we, we'll take less of a share. We'll take less of a rev share. We just yeah. want to be... In the in business with you, uh-huh. um, whatever that looks like. Uh, if all if all of these teams are split up, now all of a sudden, if you're on the East Coast, you can't completely ignore the West Coast like you can now, where you can just like say to hell with the Pac-12. I don't want to pay any attention to the Pac-12, and you just cut the Pac-12 out of your life, and you don't have to pay any attention to it. Now, if you're a Big Ten fan, you do have to pay attention to UCLA and USC. Yeah, and if you're a Big Twelve fan, you do have to pay attention to Arizona if Arizona's in the Big Twelve. And there's a world where UCLA. I mean. If, if Arizona joins the Big 12 and UCLA is already in the Big 10, as we know, uh, there's a world where, like, those two, it, it's very feasible that those two win their conferences. And yeah. UCLA is the Big 10 champion the same year that Arizona is the Big 12 champion. That's good for, for Pac-12 basketball, isn't that? Yeah, and it's also, <laughs> like, if you're the Mountain West, right, you take Oregon State and Washington State, and now you are the Pac-12. You know what yeah. I mean? Now you are the new Pac-12, and you're the biggest conference in the Pacific time zone, basically. So you get to have your own little chip on your shoulder, and also Mountain West football is a lot of fun. So the Pac-12 maybe needed to die because it was all, you know, I mean, it was all negative conversation. We saw what has been happening for the past decade as everything was getting figured out. They were way, way, way behind the eighth ball. They were caring about Olympic sports when everyone's like, Larry make, Scott's the worst commissioner. Yeah, in he, he, he literally killed like, the Pac-12. The worst, they they, they yeah. should point at him. They should put a statue of him and be like, he did this. Yeah. Like, every, this is the man. Every uh, uh, Roger Goodell and Rob Manfred and Adam Silver and yeah. Gary Bettman and uh, every other commissioner that's ever existed should have a T-shirt that says, at least I'm not Larry Scott. And yeah. anytime anyone criticizes them, they just like point to the T-shirt or have a sign above them at every press conference they just point to and they just say, I'm not Larry Scott. Yeah. Larry Scott's the guy that... Uh, or like when someone royally screws up, they're like, that was a Larry Scott. <laughs> yeah. 
Not a Michael Scott. That was a Larry Scott. And I mean, the new Pac-12 commissioner, Kliakov or whatever his name, I mean, he said in July in this article, he points out, let's be very clear. No Pac-12 school is joining the Big 12, period. So when yeah, that I happens, mean, how can you... it's like the Pac-12 is officially dead, right? I mean, you, yeah, I, I think that's like, that's, yeah, it's like, okay, man, cool. <laughs> yeah, well, as soon as that happens, I guess the nail's finally gone. I, I forbid you from cheating on me that you can't. Yeah, you like, can't what? do it. And you you're can't like, do it. Uh, yeah, I can. Yeah, I have autonomy of choice. <laughs> we are going to leave. And it seems like the Big Ten's already meeting with Oregon and Washington, and they're already trying to. Yeah, Oregon to get and this Washington emotion. make the most sense in terms of uh, cachet and, 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 and academics and, and all that. Um, Washington's, like a, Cal and Washington's a great school. If, if you're adding Cal and Stanford, you're not exactly. Those don't, I, I don't think Big Ten fans are licking their lips at the idea of you know having Cal but you bring Notre Dame in eventually and you get Stanford Notre Dame that's a, that's a traditional game Cal Cal I, Cal I think you have to do because it it immediately puts to rest all the uh, politics of the California um, yeah. board of regents or whatever the hell that's going on there where they cuz California's got the same thing going on that Texas did with Texas A&M and Texas and you can't split them up because you know they're state schools that have yeah. to stick together um I, that's ultimately not going to matter right but like it's a headache to get through that. And one way to not have to go through it is just like, be like, all right, fine, Cal, you can come too. They're done. We solved it. Yeah, Cal, exactly. Cal, you're in. And that's there. usually how it works. Yeah. And that's the reason there's uproar anyway, because they're like, you can't leave Cal behind. Yeah. And then Cal's like, okay, we're in. Okay, screw it. Now, now we're all moving yeah, suddenly forward Suddenly we together. don't care anymore. Yeah, <laughs> suddenly yeah. we're all moving forward Suddenly together. all those concerns about UCLA... <laughs> Flying across the country to play Rutgers. We never mind. We'll we do, do it. We, yeah, we'll, we'll do, do it. it. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> Remember when we said we can't do that to these kids? We yeah. changed our mind. We can yeah. do it. Good we point. don't care. Yeah. Um. So, I, I, it, it actually, I, I, I feel like this is a good compromise in the sense that, like, what we said, like the the divide and conquer idea, where like I, I really think that this would. Um, in a way, make West Coast sports more relevant than the which it sounds insane because if you're a fan of the Pac-12, you're like, why, why should we lose our conference? For, for this and it's like I I, mean, I I I think the writing's on the wall I mean like your conference has been dead for a while like yeah. it's a, it's a it's a it's a goddamn joke and well it has I been mean in you're dead of, and now you look at the vultures like here come yeah. the vultures and they're just like picking who like they're just picking you apart yeah and as soon as UCLA and USC as we said at the time as soon as that happened the writing on the like it was official dead the Pac-12 did this to themselves, I guess, is the point, Tate. And also, I think it, this, this division makes a lot of sense. So if, if Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah go to the Big 12, and the other four go to – like, like what are we ultimately losing? We're losing Washington, Washington State rivalry game. Um, Oregon, we're losing Oregon, 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 Oregon State. And we're losing Arizona, UCLA, like basketball. But, like, outside of that – Which I hate to see. Yeah. I hate to see. But it's also too, one but... of those things where, like you said, Arizona wins the Big 12, UCLA wins – uh, the Big Ten in basketball, and you're like, oh wow! So like Arizona, you said when they meet in the tournament, obviously inevitably because that's what the committee does. They put them in the same region they play each other. It's like, wow! Remember when these guys used to play? That's yeah. so fun. It's kind of like when West Virginia played Pittsburgh in football, like in the backyard brawl. Yeah. It's like, oh man, I remember how fun this used to be. Yes, it sucks to, if you're if you're a fan of the Pac-12, losing your conference is is terrible. It's uh, you know, I'm 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 not gonna. It, it's easy for us to say. I mean, I'm a Big Ten guy. And Ohio State runs the Big Ten, and I understand that like if there's anybody that is secure in their position in conference realignment, it's Ohio State. You know, like it's so I understand it's easy for me to be like get over it, and it's, this isn't that big of a deal. But um, that I, I I really just don't see how there was ever a world where the Pac-12 was going to be in any way, shape, or like once maybe survive. Like I, I don't think it was going to survive, but if it was going to survive be an actual power conference like 10 years from now. Yeah. Um, 
So with that in mind, you kind of have to like figure out what the best case scenario is for if, if you're like a huge college sports fan that lives in California or lives in Oregon or lives in Washington or Nevada or something, uh, and you want this part of the country to matter on the national scale, I, th- I think that makes the most sense. Yeah. That's, that's the way you do it because the Pac-12, I mean, you, uh, uh, the USC football game, the, the, there was an Oregon State, right? The mm-hmm. USC-Oregon State game that they had, it was on Pac-12 Network. It was a great game. I was I live in California. I'm flipping through every channel I have trying to find it. Yeah, you, I can't even find it in California. I don't know. We've talked about the Pac-12 Network forever. It's, it, it, it's a goddamn joke. The whole conference has been a joke, not in the sense of like how good the teams are, which is why we do the Pac-12 update and, and we, we talk about teams that are good. We like UCLA and we like uh, USC and we like Arizona and Oregon has good teams and uh, – we talk about the the good teams because nobody on the East Coast watches because nobody they, they, they one it's the time thing but more than that it's like the positioning that the conference has put themselves in is 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 detrimental and and I don't know the, 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 this is this is inevitable is basically what I'm saying and I don't know you got to find a silver lining somewhere and I think this would be good for West Coast basketball the Big Ten and the Big Twelve are basically going to these programs these schools and saying join or die. You know what I mean? Like, do you want to be a power program, a power player in the landscape of college sports or not? And the Pac-12 for the past decade has been coasting. And while they were coasting, every single other team and every single other conference was all trying to get themselves in the best position to be power players. And the Pac-12 is like, what's happening over there? What are you guys up to? Oh, no, we're, we're good. You guys do what you're here's, doing. And now it's it's over. It's here's the other thing. None of this is permanent. Yeah. So, you know, like if you're Oregon State, you're like, yeah, it's cool, Titus, that you're saying this is good for everybody. This sucks for us. We have to now go to the Mountain West. What? This isn't cool. Uh, yeah, but what if you go to the Mountain West and you dominate the Mountain West and now you're the best team in the Mountain Now all of a sudden you're a lot more attractive to people than yeah. you are currently. And how and, fun is it to win? Yeah. And who knows if there's like another re- – there's going to be more reshuffling that happens in 20 years and 25 years and 30 10 years. years. It's never going to stop. Yeah. Um. So maybe just like – Accept what it is right now. Reposition yourself. Go kick the shit out of everybody in the Mountain West. Build up your profile that way. Like build your own little thing that way. And then I don't know. See what's next. And then the Big Twelve is calling and saying, "Hey, we want to add you guys. Right. Like you know, we and we want to directly compete with Oregon, who's in the Big Ten, but in the same market. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, and then yeah, all of a yeah. sudden, we're like, oh all wow, of a you're like, like smart move by Oregon State to wait it out for Big Twelve. Yeah, it does suck for Oregon State though that uh and Washington State isn't isn't Nike and uh. Beaverton, which isn't or isn't Corvallis, but mm-hmm. I, that always that always struck me as odd that Phil Knight was headquartered and he's a, he's an Oregon Duck and the headquarters are in Beaver. He's always Tell like, me. I mean, good for him. He's always had Oregon State. I feel like in his mind, you know what I mean. Like he's all, like always secondary, right? But he's at least been like, okay, Oregon, you get the freshest gear, but in Oregon State, you can get this. You know what I mean? They they always like got like the secondary stuff, and it seemed like they were quote unquote taken care of by Nike. So. I respect that at some level. But if, baseball team was always looking fresh. The Phil Knight that I know and love, the powerful Phil Knight, would never <laughs> let this happen. That's why yeah. I think Nike might be slipping. Because Phil Knight would never let Oregon State and Oregon like Phil Knight would do what the state of California is doing. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's like if Oregon goes, Oregon, Oregon State's State coming has with to, us. Yeah. yeah they're yeah. in tow with us. Yeah. yeah. We're a package deal. But maybe he's over it. And also he's got the PK eighty five eighty five to 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 worry about. So he he's got bigger things. He's going to make it to 85 in February. <laughs> uh, let's take a break, come back, and uh, I want to talk about Aaron Judge because I have a lot of thoughts about this. I can't wait. Because um, you're an NL guy. I am an, an NL And guy. I'm an AL guy. And uh, Aaron Judge hit number 61, and you have to explain to me why this matters. <laughs> 
All right, let's talk a little baseball tape because uh, Aaron Judge hits home run number 61. The world's going crazy. He's tied Roger Maris. Um, Roger Maris' son says this is the actual record. The uh, <laughs> the guys who have hit more home runs never existed. That never mm -hmm. happened. Aaron Judge, from what I've seen, has said, no, it definitely happened. Like Barry Bonds. Has he, he, Aaron Judge is a Barry Bonds guy. He, he says Barry Bonds is the home run king. So I think that helps his case too, Does, right? Is that um, is is Aaron Judge saying that Barry Bonds is the home run king? A uh, uh, passive way of admitting that he's taking steroids. That Aaron, because everyone like this point at Aaron Judge. Everyone's everyone's yeah. like Aaron Judge is the true home run king because he's doing this clean, and Aaron Judge is like, yeah, Barry Bonds is the home run king. Yeah, and I find because he hit seventy three, yeah. uh, which is a fair point to make. Also, he hit cleanup. You know, I think that helps a little bit. Aaron Judge, I understand why they put him at leadoff. It was like because he is the best player on the Yankees. He's necessary to what they do. But it is wild, like you're saying. When I, I saw today, Coward, Coward, did, I love Coward. I love watching Coward. He was hilarious. Saw him when I walked in the building. I was like, great job today. <laughs> you high five him. <laughs> yeah, I know. I literally was just like, great job today. Slap him on the ass. But he basically was like, there's only two guys that he respects in the home run race and i'm like okay ears peeled like let's <laughs> let's see what colin's going with this and he basically just makes the argument that it's king griffey jr and aaron judge which i think the reason why everyone is latching on to aaron judge the home run king is because he is like so clean cut he is so likable he is everything that you know in like roger maris wears number nine he wears number 99 it's 61 years after roger maris hit 61 there's all these like serendipitous things that have happened and for the media and for narrative and for conversation, it's just a layup. And as you and I both know, New York media bias, Jim, I mean, is the perfect example on this show. They run the world. So in, in Yankees fans' minds, the record has always been 61. Yeah. It did not matter how – Barry Bonds could have hit 100 home runs. And if you ask a Yankee fan, they're like, the record's 61. You know, that, that's just what we're dealing with. So, of course, that that has been, uh, you know, it has seeped into society and it has got people up in arms. But I don't blame Aaron Judge for any, any of it because, as you said, Aaron Judge pointed out early on, even when he had like 50 home runs, that Barry Bonds was the king. Yeah, I, I, it, it's definitely because he plays for the Yankees. And of I think, course. I, I think this idea that it's the American League record and that matters, that it, that, that's so much bullshit. I think that's what's annoying <laughs> me the most. I think that, like— You think people are hiding it, behind the American League record? I think if you just straight up, like— Okay, so it's, there's a difference between, like, the media and the, the, the fans. And the yeah. fans call it for what it is. And it's like the reason we're—the the fans are excited about um, Aaron Judge hitting—potentially hitting 62 in these next seven games. Uh the reason they're excited about that is because in their minds, they're like, this is the clean record and and all those other dudes did steroids. But then the media, like, you have to be more careful because Barry Bonds never actually tested positive exactly. for anything. So you have to, like, massage, like, how you talk about it. And they came up with this idea that having the AL record matters as though that's, like, more impressive. It's not, like, the NL record's harder. Yeah. The NL record would be harder to get than, uh, because than the, the NL, for the longest time, you had pitchers hitting to where you could, like, you know, you could intentionally walk guys and it wasn't as devastating because the pitcher is going to be coming up. You know, like there's just like more that went into it. Where, yeah. Um, or if you're, there's DH, more games, you had to play yeah. defense and like now you could just be a DH and not have to play defense and just mash the shit out of the ball in the <laughs> yeah. AL and like all that. So uh, this idea that like having the American league record is, is in any way, shape or form, like something to people. It's not, it's not like nobody cares. Nobody actually cares yeah. about the American league record versus the national league record or anything like that. Call it what it is. You think that this man is has the record for the, for the clean home runs, um, which I guess that's that's fine. But 
it, it 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 really it speaks to me that like I think people remember 1998. They remember uh, the 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 Sosa McGuire year, and and I certainly vividly remember keeping track of the pace. And the Indianapolis Star would do a, a I'm sure every paper all over the country did. But you go to the front page of the Indianapolis Star, they'd have yeah. McGuire and Sosa like basically every single day with a with a tracker of where they're at now, Dude, where Roger Maris is. The kids is. in my elementary yeah. school it was like Sosa kids or McGuire kids. It was, it was like everyone so picked fun. their side. Yeah, and I think. Uh, we all remember that that uh, there, this this is just like a sequel. Like Hollywood is obsessed with sequels, Tate, and I think maybe the sports world is too. And I think everyone's <laughs> just like, let's go back to that moment in time where we were all chasing sixty one. Remember how fun that was. Let's just do that again. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I think it is for what it's worth. Like hitting sixty plus home runs in a season is very cool, and like it, that matters. That's a thing, especially in a year where um, the baseballs were supposed to be significantly less juice than they ever were. You know what I mean? Yeah. Except for maybe the ones pitched Aaron Judge, but yeah, that's a different that conversation. special markings <laughs> yeah, on them. Yeah. Um, so I'm not I'm not pretending like this isn't something that should be celebrated. It's just like the the it feels like Kobe's 81 point game yeah. where you're like, we know this isn't the record, right? Yeah, like, we'll why, score why, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and and I'm trying to think. I, I was trying to think of uh, other scenarios such as uh, Aaron, like if Aaron Judge, say he finishes with 63 home runs, and everyone's going to remember the year Aaron Judge hit 63 home runs because it's it's all anyone's talked about for the last couple months in baseball. Um, and everyone remembers that Kobe Bryant scored 81, even though like before that, before Kobe scored 81, did any was there a soul on planet Earth that knew what the second most points scored in the NBA was? Uh, you know, th- th- that wasn't something that anybody yeah. paid any attention to. And then now all of a sudden, uh, I-, I don't know if there's any other record that's not actually a record where that's a thing. And I guess that's what's so fascinating about Like this doesn't exist in any other way in sport. Maybe like Tiger, Tiger's majors with Jack. Jack, yeah. Him having 15, like Jack has 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone's like, at the end of the day, like Jack won 18 back then. Tiger, yeah, the 15 yeah. that he won, he's playing yeah. against these, you know, they're just better players. Yeah, it's right, like the same right, argument we right. did in 90s basketball. Yeah. But uh, it, it's such a bizarre thing to, to, yeah, to, to be treating something like it's a record when, like, we all know it's not the record. Yeah. But at the same time, it is very cool. So, like, you don't want to be too big of a hater. I don't know. I know it's a fine line. But at the end of the day, like, Yankees fans only care about Yankees records. And fair enough. I, if you have 27 titles, I'd probably feel the same way as a Yankees fan. So, like, in their mind, they don't even care that it's the AL record. They care it's the Yankees record. And, like, when I talk to my dad, <laughs> my dad's the biggest Mickey Mantle fan in the world. That's, like, that was, like, his hero growing up. And, like, Roger Maris versus Mickey Mantle, the 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 way that's been romanticized and the way that's discussed and the way that, like, they grew up hearing those stories, the fact that Roger Maris Jr. is sitting there, it's just, like, all the, the it's it's romanticized, right? Like you said, we we're, it's Hollywood. It's, like, the whole show of it all. And then Aaron Judge's mom hugging Roger Maris Jr. Roger Maris Jr. <laughs> like after, like you said, having this whole thing where he's like, Aaron Judge is what's right with baseball. And, you know, he talked to my dad. My dad's like, he is what's right with baseball. I mean, this guy could win the Triple Crown. He, he's playing winning baseball. Giancarlo Stanton hits a grand slam. Aaron Judge is like, go talk to him. Don't talk to me. I mean, he does everything right. So, like, he gets, that's why he's getting all this love. But at the end of the day, it's the Yankees record, and that's why people are excited. Why isn't why isn't the Triple Crown a bigger deal? I mean, I'm, Cabrera, I think it's, didn't Miguel Cabrera hasn't he done it once or twice? Yeah, I think he did, did it twice, least, right? Yeah, I think Mike Trout too. Yeah, so Trout I, did it. I think so. Yeah, but I, I remember that was like a massive deal for a long time, and then like yeah, I actually didn't realize Judge was is he is he in the lead? He's in, in the lead right, he's now. right now. Yeah, he would win the Triple Crown yes. if the season ended. If it ended right now, yeah. That's not more impressive, but I it's it's crazy that that's getting kind of 
brushed aside. For well, the, he's the also like schedule. he is the reason why the Yankees are winning games. I mean, they they had a miserable August, and then I think they're fifteen and or sixteen and five in their last twenty one games or whatever it is. So like, and he is the one that you point to. You're like, okay, he's winning these games for these guys. So I give him more credit to that too. It's like the home run thing is almost a secondary to the winning the game. So. I, I, I thought know. I thought of another. I kind of love Aaron. Judge. I thought of another guy who doesn't have a record, but everybody knows that he's not the record holder. But we still he still gets celebrated anyway. Mm-hmm. Reggie Miller, fourth all time and made threes. That is a great <laughs> example. Yeah, that, that is that is literally you're hundred percent right. And somehow the pioneer three point at the end of the day, like somehow Reggie Miller was the one that did it. When we all know is Billy Donovan and when Reggie Miller in 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 forty three years. Wait, how old is Reggie? Reggie was will Reggie still be around in forty three years? Um. We'll say 23 years. You know, he'll be around. You know, he'll I'll be, be optimistic. He'll be he's 57. 43 years, he'll be 100. He'll be 100. Okay, so on it's Reggie Miller's 100th birthday, uh-huh. when he uh, when he falls to 57th all-time and three-pointers made, yeah. will he be at the game for the guy that jumped him to yes. take over the 53rd Bryce spot? James is just taking <laughs> yeah. his spot, and he is there with Bryce James. Bryce James Jr. <laughs> yeah, Bryce, Bryce James, James Jr. Jr. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And he's handing him a jersey, <laughs> yeah. and, and it says 56 on and the And LeBron back. James, <laughs> like in the Bill Russell role, he's like waving down. That'd be great. Or LeBron the third, Trey Brown. <laughs> Trey Brown. Um, Miguel Cabrera was the only person who had the triple crown since like 1967. Yeah. So there you go. Good Miggy. call. No, I, that's. I'm, I'm, like, shouldn't that be? Yeah, that's a it big is. deal. I, well, I, honestly, other, I mean, he, he Aaron Judge is the MVP in my mind. I mean, he's, but like he's one, done everything. So, so basically, one guy has hit the triple crown since 1967, and like eight different times. How many? Six different times people have hit more home runs in this yeah. since mm-hmm. 19. 19- 61? Mm. I don't know. But it this is, is the real one. <laughs> <laughs> Yankees fans. But also, he's got seven games left. He could break the 73 fake record, too. He could. What if, what if he just seven went, games, went bananas? Seven games. This goes absolutely Four crazy. Four at-bats. Dude. 28 at-bats. You can't to, hit 12 more home runs, 13 more And home he's runs. at leadoff. I mean, the, the genius of him leadoff hitting leadoff is that he's, he's getting more. He's, DH, just, yeah. he's just sitting there, and then he just goes up and hits. It's crazy. He starts it's showing beautiful. up in a mustache. This yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> baseball is a beautiful game. He puts yeah. on a fake mustache for uh, the, the seven hole of the lineup, too. They're like, and here comes a rookie. I do appreciate Giancarlo Stanton's like being with him also like a guy that I mean, if you're Stanton you're like I hit 59 right I mean not that long 2017 he hits 59 he was he did this first yeah. right he would he did this whole journey to 61 before so I I could understand if I was Giancarlo Stanton there'd be a little bit of like oh man loser but he he's doing a good job is, of being like a good team the other thing I was thinking about too with this is um how you know my, my mind immediately goes to uh, are we sure he's clean I mean probably yeah, but, he's so uh, damn big I mean, I, he, I mean, he's always been that big. Yeah, so I, exactly. I think we, but uh, he's clean. I realized <laughs> he's clean. I just talked to him. I just got a text. It says, uh, I can see it. Check his pistol. I can see it. <laughs> I can see it. But uh, I also realized that I would do that for just about any record that gets broken in sports. Yeah. Like, no matter what it is, I'm going to think that the guy's doping just because that's my my brain has been poisoned by the steroid. Lance Armstrong. Era. Yeah, by Lance Armstrong. Yeah, Lance Armstrong was the first one that um, broke me. Is, is there, there a record of most failed drug tests? That guy's definitely doping. <laughs> is, there, is there a record in sports that could get broken and your, your bullshit alarm's not going off saying, are we sure that, come on, this guy's got to be doping? Because even basketball stuff, I'm like, yeah. I don't know. The man. Iron Man, uh, Cal Ripken. Yeah, a, re- a record where you just show up and play. Aaron yeah. Judge. Aaron Judge, just DH, just shows up. I mean, <laughs> he just grabs the bat. <laughs> it's so easy. 
Uh, yeah, I can't really think of one that honestly, because like there always is that certain, because like if someone does it in track, you know, if someone breaks like Usain Bolt, you're like, no, wait a second, yeah, 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 Yeah. everything. I feel like it's gotta be baseball. I mean, for God's sake, the guy, the guy, golf, golf stuff, but the guy got beaten chess and immediately was like, this, the the other dude must be cheating. That's the only thing that makes sense. Check his butthole. He's got to have something. I haven't gotten any updates on that story, but it is still ongoing. Like every day, like I'll just get like an update. It's like, whatever his name is, is Magnus. Yeah. Magnus, some new update in this whole thing. He put out a statement, didn't he? Yeah. What does statement say, Jim? Look up a statement. We got to, we got to, we got to get an update on that. Um, no, it's 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 funny that the yeah, anytime the record's broken, your mind is me is like, how is he cheating to do this? Yeah. Um except for King Griffey Jr. Somehow King Griffey King Jr. Griffey Jr. is, is the like one, yeah, the, because yeah. he wrote that book at the right time where it was basically like, Yeah, I had a lot of guys come up to me and ask me if I want to do steroids. And I was like, <laughs> nah. And everyone was, says, and everyone was like, Thank God for King Griffey Jr. And he kept getting injured too. And people were like, see, he keeps getting injured. Of course he's yeah. doing steroids. You say like there's a guy in a trench coat in a back alley. It's like, kid, the, 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 wanna try steroids? That's how I read it as a kid. I was like, Thank God King Griffey said no. It was like a dare <laughs> commercial. Like, um, thank you, King Griffey. Did you see the guy, the Blue Jays fan that dropped? Mm-hmm. The oh, throws man. his glove at somebody. Dude, he he even, a, he, he's got to be on suicide watch, right? Like, how how could you not be? He must if, be on steroids. Even if, even if he got his glove on the ball, I don't think that he had anyway. the hand eye coordination to like complete the catch. Like the ball would have taken his glove off his hand. So I feel like if I, if you're a good friend, you'd tell him that. You know, it's like it never would have worked out. But when he was swiping down, you're like, dude, you're this close to history. And that's like a million. But still, dollar it's ball. just the tie. It's not the. Record breaking all time home run, real record ball, <laughs> which 62 will be. He's got three it, games it, at home to do it. Like the tie? If this guy's <laughs> life falls apart because of this moment, yeah, the blood is on MLB media's hands for making this yeah. like a bit, like you said, it's just a Bartman? tie. Like it's not. It's it's not that big of a deal, but like every single home run that Aaron Judge hits, everyone's like, that's that's five million dollars flying in the air right there. You got to yeah. catch it. And this guy's going to be. He might get they a should give him a free ticket. Free tickets to today's game. And then the ball hits him right in the face. That'd be great. Aaron Judge should have signed a baseball and given it to him. Like, not the real ball, obviously, but just like Did a you? random baseball. That's so, that, that sucks to be Aaron Judge, by the way. That like every, like all you're doing is just hitting home. You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm just hitting home runs, dude. Like, I don't, I don't want to well, be a part that, of all this. That was a big now, hit, too. It was tie ball game. I mean, that was a big home run. And now, though, every, every time he does anything, it's like he now has to be. <laughs> yeah does he have to give him his jersey off his back yeah. and sign this and you know and then you're on the internet and people are like you should have got yeah. more like you yeah. should have asked for season tickets lower level it's like that's not really how there's, you have no leverage yeah. in this yeah. case like yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> it's uh it, it's it, it is wild though that, that as of right now for the rest of these games that there are men grown men going to these baseball games wearing gloves and yeah. they're, they're telling their wives they're like honey this is this is the biggest moment of my life if I catch one of these balls. And then they're actually our right. life, for the our first life time, changes. Our life can change yeah. if I catch this. And for the first time, they're actually right. Yeah. <laughs> for the first time. Yeah. There was the like a, it was like, like a winning right. lottery ticket that just went right right past his glove. Did you did you hear that um security went to get the ball from the Blue Jays bullpen? And after like five, ten minutes. One of the Yankees relievers, Zach Britton, was like, what the hell's going on over there? I'm going to get this one. And went over there and was like, what's going on, guys? And he, and he said then one of the Blue Jays threw it to him. But they, like, hadn't given it to security. Oh, they were trying to keep it? Wasn't it a... They were probably, like, fucking around with it, maybe. I don't know. Take well, the guy it. who caught it was Sarah Walsh's 
husband. Oh, really? You know, I didn't, yeah, uh, yeah, from Rusillo, ESPN. Rusillo's yeah, yeah. like tight with him. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like the blue, so he was trying the, to keep the ball. The Blue Jays blue, he was uh, like, bullpen he was coach. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably was the same thing. Like It says the ball landed in the safe haven, haven otherwise known as the Blue Jays bullpen, where coach Matt Bushman first got hands on it before it ended up with closer Jordan Roman, Romano. Romano. Uh, a member of the Yankees security team and a clubhouse staffer were soon staked out behind the row of chairs trying to get the ball, but the ball remained with Romano until Britain made his way over. So by the time he got there, Romano saw me coming and said, hey, here you go, and tossed it over. I mean, that's pretty, and then that's pretty Britain, gangster move to go. Britain, like, was it the right ball, ball, though? Was it the right one? Probably not. Then uh, he said, um, I wasn't really sure <laughs> why I was tasked with going to relieve the ball because I had to get in the game. I should have been warming up because then the guy got in the game, the reliever for the Yankees. He's like, I don't know why I went over there. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm supposed to be doing my job. I got to get this ball for Aaron. And then also like poor Aaron Jones, like you said, he has to like. It's just so many logistics behind the scenes that he has, he has to go like hug Roger Maris Jr. Yeah, he has yeah, to go like hug yeah, his mom just, for the PR. Yeah. He has to like go find the ball that he actually hit. He has to celebrate winning the AL East. Like he, there's just so much that he has to do. And you're he like, has to write a letter to that Blue Jays fan. <laughs> yeah. that says tough shit, dude. Tough Sorry to hear about that. <laughs> God bless, <laughs> Judge. Judge number ninety nine. Yeah, it says that this last paragraph. Britain was not sure why he was designated Yankees reliever to go secure the baseball from the Blue Jays bullpen. He joked that he probably should have been warming up since he entered, entered the game minutes later in the bottom of the seventh. But after the Yankees security detail had gone over some 10 minutes earlier and had not come back yet, he wanted to go see for himself. Just took it upon himself. Wow. Good for him. I mean, good for him. Exactly. I mean, that's a good teammate. Yeah, like, I mean, exactly. if I was a Yankees fan, I'd be really happy to hear that. That's and be cool. like, I think we got a chance in October. Like, we yeah. got a good team. Zach Britton. I think uh, th th this, I, I, got, I got an idea. A Willy Wonka, Michael Scott idea. Um, MLB should not a not a Larry Scott idea. Yeah, this is this is this is this is a great idea. I think uh, MLB should because they they as we know they are especially marking the Aaron Judge balls, so they know mm -hmm. which one is is the Aaron Judge ball, and um, they know which one to give to the pitchers to because it's juice just the amount just the right amount that's going to definitely go out. Um, they should do that exact same thing with like ten balls during the regular season and tell all the fans that if you catch one of the golden ticket balls, you get like a million dollars. Ooh. That's good. And that's how you get people out to the ballpark. Yeah. People are, everyone's going to every game. Everyone's going to every game. They're pushing over little kids for every ball. Yeah. Who are fighting in the crown. So if you, if you get it's a like ball, gladiator sport, if you get a ball at a major league park, you have to hold on to it. And then yeah. at the end you of have the to season, get out of the stadium with yeah, they all have they, they, they all have numbers like a no, lottery yeah, ticket. That's what I was going to say. It doesn't, yeah. It's not like gold because then everyone would know that you have yeah. the one. Yeah. So it just has like a serial number or something on it. Yeah. And you have to hold on to it. And at the end of the season, you have to watch the MLB draft. Yes. So you, you can see all the, the new draft. kids coming in. So you yes. learn about them. And then like the 17th pick, they cut in and they're like, yes. zero, six, six, yes. six, I think it, one, I think it should be gold or glowing or just making noise. So you have to get out of the stadium with it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> new York Everybody, the yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> running through the concourse. Hey, running through the concourse. <laughs> the pretzel guy so trying to tackle you. you. Everybody just trying to fight you in the whole place. Be great. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do if you catch number? I got beat up by cousin Vinny's whole family. If you catch number sixty-two, what's the play? Ooh, because that—that's a real possibility that you just get the shit kicked out. Throw of it back. Yeah, throwing it back would be kind of cool, but also you're not going to get. Or do yeah. the rope yeah. dope. The other, you have the little fake ball. You throw it that back. Oh, Ooh, that's take actually a take a ball. Yeah, take a ball. Is a great idea. Yeah, because you could look that's up what, idea. what those things look like and like throw it on there. 
that's well, a you great need idea. to do that because like if you throw it, everyone sees mm-hmm. that you threw it. Like no one's gonna. Yeah, everyone's think like, that. yeah, that's not. Yeah, he threw it back. So that, that's 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 a genius idea. If yeah. you have tickets in the outfield of Yankees game, take a ball in your pocket uh-huh. and do the old catch bit. it. Switch <laughs> yeah. real quick. Yeah. Switch real. It's all on camera. Like they're somehow zoomed <laughs> like in. That, little, like, Did that like guy that, pull out another ball. Like that kid who got it, and then he did the switch real and gave the girl the ball. Oh, <laughs> like that the was, smoothest that thing was ever. Amazing. That yeah. kid was awesome. That yeah. kid was like twelve. Too. Yeah, that was like the coolest thing I ever saw. Uh, speaking of marking the balls and juicing the balls and all that, um, <laughs> Albert Pujols hits, hits home run number seven hundred. Do you believe, like I do, that uh, with six games left, he's not going to hit another one? I think he's done. I think he's done. I, th- I think 700 was the number, yeah. right? Which tells me, like, if this guy was on, like, this great trajectory, hitting all these home runs, then suddenly he hit 700, the juice ball stopped getting delivered, the meatball stopped going over the plate. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Something to think about. Definitely something to think about. And also, like... You know, if you're Albert Pujols and the MLB is like, we did our job here, you're okay with it, you know? Like, he's content. He's like, I got to 700. Like, I, I don't think he, I don't think he's worried he about that. Care. He doesn't yeah. want the meatballs yeah. anymore. He's like, I'm, I'm done. I'm full. <laughs> it would be great. It would be great, though, that then they find out something next year that one of the home runs did not count. Ooh. Oh, and then he's got to come back. Yeah, one yeah, more. Exactly. Yeah. One exactly. more. My dad, uh, when Aaron Judge said, uh, hit the 60th, my dad said he's not going to break the record this year. I was like, mm. there's like 20 games left. It's like, I don't see it happening. It's like, <laughs> baseball's definitely going to make him do this. Let yeah. him do this. But Well, I mean, he might well, stop at 61. I mean, there's a chance he just ties the record. He, is, he throws it. Yeah. He just, uh, he just yeah. sits on he, it. He, lays de- he, he walks up to the plate and sets his bat down on the... I think if he, if he stays at 61, then Yankees fans will love him forever. Like, they'll be like, that I love Aaron Judge, and then he's going to get the big ass contract. I think the good news from last night, I thought Aaron Judge was going to leave the Yankees as a free agent, but he was talking that Yankee talk. You know what I mean? He was like, "It's such an honor to be a Yankee to break the Yankee record." He kept saying the Yankee record of home runs, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's signing back." Here's he's the question: if if Aaron Judge hits like 194, worse than that, hits 116 in the playoffs, mm. and it he, he's been terrible the whole playoffs, and it's Game Six of the ALCS. And he swings at a slider in the dirt at a pivotal moment, strikes out. Does Yankee Stadium boo him? Yeah, he gets he gets the A Rod. He gets the A Rod yes. treatment for sure, no doubt. Like mm-hmm. they will boo him in a heartbeat, and it sucks because like I I honestly think the best thing going for Aaron Judge is that Giancarlo Stanton is standing there sucking. You know what I mean? So it's like Yankees fans are like I love everything Judge is doing, but what's going on with Stanton? You know? So he's got a nice stand in there, but yeah, if he struggles in the playoffs, it'll be quickly forgotten. Um, Sister Jean, first pitch. You have any thoughts? How? Why? Yeah. I mean, those are same. Those, the- those are my thoughts as well. <laughs> I think um, you're the you're the. So I'll say this: uh, Sister Jean throws out the first pitch of the Cubs game. If you missed it, yeah. um, she she gets a uh, special jersey made, 103. Um, mm-hmm. Sister Jean on the back. 103 is not a legal number, but that's okay. But the, they they made it anyway. So like that that stood out to me right away. I was like, that's she's already bending the rules. Then they wheel her out, Tate. She's not even close to the mound. Um, you're the sister Jean hater. I just feel like I need to point out these facts. Like I don't, I'm not even a sister yeah, Jean yeah, hater. Yeah. I'm just uh, I'm calling it like I see it. This woman throws it underhand, throws the pitch underhand. She's not even close to throwing it from the mound. She rolls it across the plate. She still can't even get it across the plate. And she did. She did. And she did a windup. She did a double she did a wind up, which is double windup, which is a balk. Yeah, balk. That's a balk. Yeah, we saw that in the Yankees game last night. Yes, I was like that. I was like that's great a balk. And guess what? She's not on the mound. She's not on the rubber. Balk. Not on the rubber balk. balk. Double balk. Double balk. <laughs> uh, send him to third. <laughs> 
Balk, balk. <laughs> is what I say. Yeah. Get this. Never mind. I was but I mean, was it 103? Because she throws 103 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah. She also had some fresh Nikes on, which uh, got me worried about, you know, her brand deals. And it's like, is Sister Jean have an NIL deal with Nike? Definitely. Uh, <laughs> in all seriousness, how many times has Clayton Custer or Lucas Williamson or Cameron Crutwig um, or Marcus Towns thrown out the first pitch? None, none, zero. I don't need to look <laughs> it up. Not once. She 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 yet again takes all the credit for this team and like good good for her good on her honestly and like TMZ had a whole story on this like this is like a TMZ like if you go to TMZ it's like TMZ Sports headline Sister Jean throws out first pitch at Cubs game at 103 that that is the lead headline I mean she runs the media world she is a brand in and of herself and I don't know how we stop it and we're getting into vampire territory, right? Like we're, we're inching closer to like we have questions. <laughs> Same with Rick Pitino. <laughs> oh man, um, we shoutouts, closeouts. Do we have emails? Do we want to read an email? It's up to you guys. Let's read like email. two emails. We can read like two. Yeah, yeah, that sounds nice. We can do two. All right. <clears throat> hey, Titus Tate, and especially Jim. <laughs> okay, I love how Jim picks the ones where it's like, this yeah. is for Jim. Well, then, this is this is the I picked up on this. That's like, Rosillo does a life advice emails, and and um, everybody always says their stats. You know, like yeah. um, I I benched four hundred pounds, uh-huh. and and uh, and and Rosillo pretends to not understand why they do that or how this started or what what's going on. It's so. It's so obviously like people write in and they know that they put up big weight or say something that's like impressive. He's going to read it and he respects them. Yeah. But they used that. to do it on the Dan Patrick show. Oh, they used to do it on Dan Patrick? Yeah, when people would call in, they would always say their height and weight like Dan Patrick would ask them. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like but, they wouldn't, but they wouldn't Dibble. say like, I can throw a football 84 yards <laughs> No, they'd just something. be like 6'4", 250. But people do, because if you listen to the to the life advice emails, like it is, if you took all the people that write into Rosillo's show and started a football team, yeah. they could win the Pac-12. Um, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> yeah. My, big, my biggest conspiracy are. is but that Rosillo writes the emails himself. He writes all of them. I, I could, <laughs> and that's a screenwriting <laughs> yeah, exactly. procedure. Um, I want to write in and be like 4'2", 86 pounds. <laughs> yeah. I but type never read 12 it. words a minute. But that's what I'm saying. He'll never read it. So like people fudge <laughs> their numbers to get monsters. the respect. And I think that's what's going on here is everyone's like, we know who's reading yeah, these. Yeah, Jim. we know who's reading them. So we're going to shout out Jim. And, I respect yeah. that. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, Titus Tate and especially Jim. 19 yeah, feet tall, 10,000 pounds. <laughs> Love the show. I can honestly say it's my favorite podcast and the best part of my week. Nice. This ended up being longer than I expected, so if it is too long, you can leave out a couple paragraphs or condense it down however you want it. Oh, can I? Thanks. Skip this. (laughs) (laughs) I attended a Big 12 school that is perennially, I can't speak today, mid-tier in basketball. My sophomore year, I was enrolled in a philosophy of life class, and on the first day, I showed up early and picked picked out a desk. About five minutes later, the entire freshman basketball class, about eight guys, walk in and sat in a circle around me. Those ended up being our unofficial assigned seats for the rest of the semester. To their credit, I never noticed a single one of them miss that early morning class. Plus, they were very involved in class discussions. This made for some funny moments. During a hypothetical discussion about taking an innocent child hostage to save the lives of 10,000 people, the debate devolved into about 15 girls screaming that they would never scare an innocent kid against three basketball players who just kept repeating, nah, fuck all that. I'd kill that kid myself. (laughs) (laughs) 
Honestly, I respect that answer. <laughs> no, fuck off. Yeah, it is the right answer too. Um, the best moment was the first uh, the first exam. It was short answer questions requiring about five to seven sentences. It was tough, but I was prepared. About halfway through the exam, I noticed one of the players. Uh, oh, halfway through the exam, I noticed the players around me didn't have much written down at all. The professor was paying zero attention, so I gestured to the guy on my right that he could look off my paper. He then proceeds to pull out his phone, take a picture, and send it in a group chat to all the guys <laughs> around me. Amazing. So all at once, the players feel the buzz and slowly re reach for their phones. This level of documented cheating was more than I intended to get myself into. <laughs> but, I thought, but I thought it was funny, so we continued that for every question on the test. Documented cheating. <laughs> yeah. your name on the paper and the picture. That's a little bit more than I wanted. <laughs> At one point, I watched one of the players read what I had written off his phone about the teachings of John Paul Sartre. I don't know. Uh, he took a solid two minutes to think about before writing anything. Then he starts his answer with, so basically before copying my answer almost word for word. <laughs> so, ba so basically it's a good yeah. start. Uh, once the players finished copying down the last answer, they all stood up in unison and turned their tests in. This made me nervous, so I stayed seated. This even made though, me nervous. Yeah. Uh, this made me very nervous, so I stayed seated even though I was done as to not raise suspicion. That did little to help because on their way out the door, they lined up one by one and shook my hand and said thanks. <laughs> Oh my god. There's no way the professor did not know exactly what was going on. <laughs> They're like, thank you for doing business. About a year later, I ended up door dashing food to one of the players. He recognized me and invited me in to smoke with him and several of the players in the class as a thank you. Amazing. We never got caught, and I was just glad to do my part to keep everyone on the court. Hope well. you enjoyed. Well, wow. great story. That's, that's it's great also story. hilarious. Like if you're that professor, right? All those tests are dropped off in order. So you're probably grading them in that order. And then you're reading like, so basically comma, the same answer. So yeah, basically yeah, comma, basically, same. Yeah. So eight papers in a row are the exact same. And then you got like 16 you grade and you're like, okay, I'll let the basketball team slide. Then you find the guy, you yeah, find I, the yeah. source. And you're like, <laughs> that is oh, a, uh, that, that is a timeless scenario though of, oh. uh, uh, I'm not saying our, our emailer is a nerd or like a little dweeb dude, but um, the idea of like a, a, a buttoned up, like rule following dweeb yeah. nerd kid that knows everything. And then the jock comes and is like, I'm going to cheat off the off of you on the test. Yeah. And you're stuck in that dilemma of do I help? Do I not get my ass kicked? What do I do? I don't know what yeah. to do. <laughs> no, they, that's a story that is, uh, that's, that's a tale as old as time right there. I was in drafting in high school in 11th grade, and our best player on our team, Darian, was in our class, and he never came to class, and but he showed up for the exam, and I'm taking my exam on my computer. He comes, sits next to me, <laughs> and literally just like, as I'm answering like, this is the answer, he's writing it down on a piece of notebook paper. My, my professor, Mr. Arthur's the man, he's watching all this happen. He's like, just like, let it happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> just let it happen. You know what I mean? Then he goes and takes his test. So he gets, gets an A, gets the same thing. And I was like, honestly, great moment in history. Everyone's yeah. happy. Everyone leaves happy. And sometimes the professors, you know, they know what's going on. So love to hear it. Yeah, I would I would definitely. What, what's funny is like, I if, if another student tried to cheat off of me, I would not. I'm not having it. I would not. I'm not having it. I'll cover my paper. I'm elbowing him out of the lane. Yeah. It's a starting quarterback. I'm like, yeah, dude, absolutely. Here I man. asked Gio Bernard my freshman year if he needed. I was like, you need anything from me? He's like, I'm good, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just in case.
that's a great With story. The, well, t- just bringing it back full circle, talking about Memphis earlier. Um, if it, yeah, that that's definitely a situation that no one's gonna care about either, right? Like if because yeah. I, I mean, obviously the North Carolina. Um, I mean, it's great for thing, jokes but, and comments and things like that, but like in reality, it's if like, I told you that that there is there is a if there was a video that was put on the internet of the entire starting offensive line for Alabama all looking over at a different paper, like the teacher left the room and there's now like a security cam, yeah, and you could see the entire offensive line cheating off a kid. And that video gets circulated. What is the response? Is it are most people like, kids. yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, is I there think, a single person that's like, you know, I mean, people would say it sarcastically, but is anybody actually like? There's like one, like maybe Nick Wright's upset that, for the bit. You know what I mean? But like at the end of the day, like yeah, somebody <laughs> somebody realizes there's like an opportunity. Stephen to Stephen A. Smith's yeah. like, yeah, I gotta I gotta attack this and say like, why aren't we teaching these kids? You know? Yeah. That's the only backlash that comes out of it. But for the rest of it, everyone's like, it's kind of a wink, wink deal. And at the end of the day, like if you've been in college, I mean, everyone's like, we're all just trying to get out of here with our degrees. You know what I mean? Everyone's, we're all yeah. rowing in the same direction. Yeah. Any more? Is good that email. Good I think email. that's a good one to end on. That is I a good one. Too, yeah. that's a, I like that's that. A good that's one. a strong one. That's a good one. Uh, I like that one. Shout outs. Anybody? Um, shout out to everyone in Florida right now. Um, Hurricane Ian coming through. That is like uh, I I'd had some friends that were sending some videos of what was going on and the flooding. It looks absolutely out of you know a movie day after tomorrow or something. Mm-hmm. So just like sending as vapid as it is, thoughts and prayers to to everyone down there. And I hope that everyone stays safe. And uh, you know it's a lot bigger than sports. I saw some stuffs getting canceled, so that makes a lot of sense to me. But hope everyone avoids the storm and uh, comes out on the other side that's uh i i yeah I, I don't know how i mean people do it i don't I don't know how people do hurricanes that, that is always fascinating though because yeah. like depends on what part of the country you're from they're like used to, like people out here are just like used to your earthquakes and then when i moved out here and experienced my first earthquake i was like what the fuck you, oh, guys, yeah. you guys just deal with this and they're like oh, you just kind of get used to it um but I still feel that way about hurricanes. That like I, I yeah, I, I would be crying so hard the second it starts yeah. raining. And the I only was in one really bad hurricane in my life, Hurricane Fran, and that was like uh, like tearing down the back like of our house. Like the trees were collapsing, power transformers blowing up, streets flooding, everything like that. So and that spooked me for life. Like I, you know, I mean, so I can only imagine it being like a regular thing. It's a season. So uh yeah, you just gotta hope everyone stays safe. It's wild. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Like you said, Think everyone has a like earthquake, tornado, hurricane, like it's whatever. Like you gotta deal with some sort of like you gotta get your well, mind wrapped around. Jim, when we went to uh Louisiana and we were on the the gator boat and um the guy down there, like we we were there. What which one was that? Was that Harvey? Was it no? Harvey was like way long ago. I, f- I forget which one that was. It was one Maybe. of those in the last couple of years that that uh, Ike, Ike. It was Ike. I think it was yeah. Ike. Yeah. Um, Ike. Ike had hit like three weeks earlier, mm-hmm. and then we were we were down there, and uh, I mean it was Ida. It was Ida. Ida. That's yeah. Ida. Go, yeah. Um. They all start with I, right? Well, they all, no, they, they, they do an alphabetical order, yeah. so it trips you up. Like when you like, they can always be close to each other. You know what I mean? You're like Ida, Ike. You know, we're already. It's always around. like, well, but then it's, it's. I know it makes sense, but it is uh, anyway. Um, it it was it was crazy, man. It was just like like it was it was one of those things that uh, when you 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 can read about stuff, you can hear, you know, you you can try to empathize and whatever, and then when you see it with your own eyes. Um, it just, it, you, you can't like unlearn, like that's what a hurricane is. And that, yeah. like, like I, not that I was, um, 
purposely ignorant or whatever, but like growing up in Indiana, hurricanes aren't a thing uh, yeah. in Indiana. So you hear about hurricane, like hurricane Katrina happened when I was in the, when, is it, when I was in high school. And I remember like hearing about how this is, this bad hurricane is about to hit New Orleans. And I was like, in my mind, that's just a lot of rain. Like maybe there'll be flooding, but like, I don't know, get a, get on a canoe or something and canoe, you know, like your, yeah, your, your, yeah, your stupid yeah, yeah. brain is like trying to figure out like solutions and then you actually see what it is and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. Especially for a city below yeah. sea level. I yeah. Mean. So um even even knowing about the devastation of Katrina and and seeing all the images and all that, like being I'll never forget that. Being uh Lafitte, is that where we were? Yeah. Le, Le, mm-hmm. Le, with with T Earl on the yep. exactly. on the airboats. And he's showing he me all the damage place. of all the uh yeah. and he's like, he's showing us like houses that uh were picked up. By the water yeah. and moved like a hundred yards and then dropped and I was like, "What?" What was at the one w- point we were in that one area where it was just all water and he's like, "Yeah, this is where we used to play football like last like two weeks ago. Like this was all a field, yeah. and then it was just we were on a boat. Like there yeah. were boats the going swamp. around. It yeah. was just underwater." Did he say like they 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 lost his cousin and they the um his cousin was already dead and in, in a casket and like it floated away or oh, something. Yeah, They're still looking it. for yeah. him. His like casket like floated away. Man. Dude, so. No, I mean, it, it's really horrible. It's really horrible. It's um, uh, so we're we're just thinking of you and uh, everyone in Florida. Stay safe as best yeah. you can. Um, but it looks like it turned into a tropical storm last time I checked. So that's good news. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I want to shout out uh, the Live Golf Tour. Um, <laughs> Live is coming to Fox. Uh, Fox Sports. Liv is paying and, to be on Fox, by the way. I didn't I yeah. didn't realize this. They are literally like they're basically paying for commercial time to be on Fox. So shout out to this, Fox. Well, this is deal. this is exciting for for me, certainly, because as I've said all along, Liv is great. Uh yeah. I mean, I've been a huge Liv fan. Um We like Liv. We love Liv, don't we, folks? <laughs> <laughs> I could not we believe love that the- news. Uh, but I also could, but it was also it's one of those things where it's like if you're Fox, no brainer, dude. Like they're paying you to be on your airwaves. Like that is the craziest deal I've ever heard in history, especially <laughs> yeah. for a, a tour that's getting like eighty thousand concurrent viewers on YouTube with no ads, and people are like, "I kind of like this product." To then be like, "We we don't have enough faith in ourselves, so we're gonna go." I mean, how much money is that group losing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you think about all what the is payout. what does this mean for us though? Like, could we get in on this? I can mean, we get... I'm a one handicap, so like I will play if if they need someone to go play, and I also will call. I will. I will, call, I will gladly. I call will call the match. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're easily bought. We 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 do not hide that. Whatsoever. I will take a hundred million dollars. What about uh, you had talked about starting a different alternative basketball league? Live ABA. basketball. Live live basketball. Live basketball. That's a great idea. Get yeah. involved in that. Yeah. And the NBA is going to Dubai this year with Giannis. So it's already opened the floodgates. So like there we, we can do that. Boom. Um, I want to shout out uh the ACC. We didn't talk about this. ACC is moving from Greensboro to Charlotte. What does that mean? What is, what is that? It means that people that live in Greensboro are up in arms. Uh Jim Beheim won the war. Um, congratulations to Coach Beheim. He came into the ACC with one uh goal and one guarantee, which was that he was not going to come to Greensboro, North Carolina. Even though it was a, a great place uh to have ACC Media Days, I enjoyed going down there and uh, you know, it was it was a great time. But now Greensboro fans, you still have the ACC history that you can always latch on to, so don't be upset about that. And also Charlotte makes a lot of sense. Charlotte is where the ACC championship game is. In my mind, the SEC is in Atlanta, even though it's in Birmingham. 
So it really yeah. doesn't matter where these headquarters are, but I feel like Charlotte has always kind of been the de facto wink, wink ACC place in this new world of, of college sports. So Charlotte makes a lot of sense. It's an easy flight. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy for the Charlotte. The SEC not in Atlanta? No, it's in Birmingham. Yeah, that make that makes no sense to me. The but SEC, you don't know that. You would think it's in Atlanta. Yeah. So that's what I mean. It really doesn't matter at the end of the day. And I've seen a lot of people talking about the, you know, that Greensboro has been besmirched by this decision. I think at the end of the day, there's a lot of people in Greensboro that just like the history of the ACC tournament, and that's never going to leave Greensboro. So it's fine. I think it's okay. It doesn't matter that much. It, it matters to people in Greensboro, for sure. There's okay. probably some guy right now who's like 336 you know, shaking his fist in the air like the ACC has betrayed us. But it's also, it was sort of inevitable at a what is point. It, what does it mean for Bronny James to Ohio State, though? Um, I think that <laughs> I think that LeBron James and Bronny are going to go to Ohio State together. Every single day, the winds. You know, we talk the about the winds. The winds are blowing that way. Um, I want to shout out uh, Arizona brought back the cactus logo. They 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 unveiled some new uniforms. And I they love got the cactus uniforms. logo on the belt. They we got to put it back on the court first of all. Yeah. Uh, and I also would have liked to see it in a more prominent place than on the belt. It's going to have their jersey kind of like hanging over it. Well, I think it. But, I think it encourages tucking in your jersey, unlike the Duke yeah, team that okay. doesn't know how to tuck That's in their a good jersey. Point. Yeah. Should be teed up every single game. Yeah. But Arizona, great coach and knows that you should tuck in your jersey. Yeah. They 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 should put, <laughs> they should put on the tail of their jerseys. If you can read this, give me a technical foul. They're just really hammering home the importance of <laughs> following the rules. And it sounds like they're gonna wear those jerseys that they unveiled in Maui. That that is uh that, that is the plan. So it's gonna be cool for us to see them live. Dude, great decision by the way to like unveil jerseys in Maui, and it's like a wink wink throwback to like this is what we do. Tommy Lloyd is a great ambassador of Arizona basketball. He's like someone that got Arizona basketball at a larger scale level. Yeah. I didn't really understand. And he has really taken it and run with it. And if you're an Arizona fan, you should be excited. He's had one of the uh, most successful, just, I guess, start to a head coaching career. Yeah. In terms of uh, everything, he's checked every box. Yeah. Like, he's we're doing this box. right. Yeah. yeah. And to Bellis, yeah. like, I keep seeing these, like, uh, you know, player of the year. Like I could see Tubelas being player of the year. You know what I mean? Like there, there's a world in which Arizona's just nasty this year and they have it all figured out. And, yeah. and we're all like, why didn't we see Arizona? Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially after what they did last year. So I, I am very high on Arizona and I think they're hitting all the right beats. All right. Shout out to Tucson. Um, finally, uh, UMass AD calling out uh, Boston College for dodging them. Said he's been trying to mm. schedule a Boston College in basketball for seven years, and Boston College won't play them. So uh, we we talked, we, we read emails, what was it, like a month ago, talking about how UMass needs a rebrand, and like Frank yeah. Martin's there now. They need they need something to shake up the... Uh, and Calipari created the script writing. Yeah. That's what we learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like this, though. I, li I like mm -hmm. uh, taking shots. Frank at, Martin at also DC. is like the perfect guy to be like, you're scared to play us, yeah. you know? And I'm like, kind of, Frank. Yeah. Frank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of scary. I like the idea of just saying everybody's scared to play. That, that, that just feels like a, a can't-lose situation. Because yeah. even if you even if you play them and lose um, – that you don't that's not a win but it's not really that bad also you're, like people expect you to lose so yeah it's kind yeah, of like yeah. the expectation just, you know yeah it's like if david lost to goliath everyone's like no sweat off david's back you know yeah. what i mean he was supposed to lose that it's, it's genius <laughs> yeah it's a genius it's move it's good to, marketing yeah that's what i was going to do if i uh, get the chicago state job was just start calling call out, out Kansas. every single team in the country and say you're scared to play yeah <laughs> north carolina scared to come to chicago state <laughs> <laughs> Hubert Davis reading, he's like, I mean, I'm not scared. I'll go, I'll go there. 
They have to pay you to play yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It's like $160,000. It's a great move. Oh, man. Uh, any other shout outs, Jim? Rest in peace, Coolio. Mm. Oh, man. Uh, shout out to Virgil That's... for that tweet. Oh, yeah. That was, that was the old wrestler tweet, Virgil. But... Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, R.I.P. Coolio, <sighs> Keenan and Kel, that theme song, and that like lead into the show is every time I see it, it just takes me back to a place and a time. And Coolio, man, Coolio was it for a minute. Can't believe how old we are. Little Wayne just turned that 40. That song, I'll See You When You Get There. It's like, yeah. have you ever listened to that? The yeah, Coolio yeah, yeah. one? That's like too many, uh, real weird to hear now that he's I'll gone. say it, too many people dying. And I'm going to demand, um, I'm going to put out, I'm going to put out demand. I'm not asking this, I'm demanding it. Yeah. Uh, Everybody stop dying. Yeah. Just stop it. That's too yeah. much. I don't like I don't like ending the shows with shout outs Good that idea. are just like sad. And obviously we have to shout out this man who passed away and yeah, I don't like Let's it. start shouting out people being born. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's flip the script here. I'll kill Let's that kid birth. myself. <laughs> birth, 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 birth announcements. <laughs> yeah, would you kill a newborn baby for to 10, bring back people? Yeah. To bring back Coolio and Norm McDonald. <laughs> I'd bring back yes, Norm McDonald and Regis Philbin for sure. Yeah. <laughs> many, Those would be my two picks. How many kids? <laughs> how many kids would you kill to uh, I just reread Norm McDonald's book based on a true story. And if you have not read that book, that this is my last shout out. You should read that book. It is so freaking funny. And the ghostwriter of the book is like a character within the book. You know, it's just genius. And and it's it is like uh I get really anxious on flights. I don't like flying, even though I'm first in flight in North Carolina. So I just read that book on my phone. Uh, like it's like a, almost like a comfort read because it's so funny. And if you haven't read it, go check it out. Shout out to Norm McDonald. Good shout out. Shout out Coolio. Coolio. Shout I remember Coolio, Coolio was. Uh, um, he he was. Uh, some are saying he was the original Drake because he had <laughs> the respect of the street. Well, Drake doesn't have the respect of the street. Yeah, so I was, I was like, like, I was like whoa, whoa. trying to figure out what I was. <laughs> 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 I immediately <laughs> contradict myself. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> I remember him though when I was when I was coming of age and Coolio was doing the Keenan and Kel theme song. He he found a uh, a lane where he was both uh, like Gangsters Paradise. You know, I was at, at eight years old. I wasn't really uh, you know in tune with what the streets were. Yeah, you know, how, who, who who commanded <laughs> the respect to the streets? But I. I remember it as though like he was legitimately respected as yeah, yeah, yeah. as an artist uh-huh. amongst other rappers. Um, and it was somehow cool when he did Keenan and Kale's theme song. But he was also respected by like my mother. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah. Like he he also like the the housewives in the suburbs were like, oh, that's a that's a you cool. Can listen to cool yeah, I could listen to one, two, three, four. Yeah. Get your woman on the floor. That's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then Weird Al makes the parody. And uh, yeah, I think Weird Al helps um, a lot too. So he he like he had he had both and that's hard to do I think in the rap game absolutely that's, that's what I was gonna say yeah and a great name one of the greatest names in rap ever Coolio yeah uh-huh. that's it that's, that's all it. the shout outs all right guess so that's it we'll see you guys next week. Bye.